0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First Podcast. Podcast episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Blueberry, SoundCloud, PodBay, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and at www.vhha.com. You can also hear episodes of the podcast each Saturday at eleven AM on WJFN one hundred point five FM in the Richmond area. Please listen and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and please send questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that is PCFpodcast at vhha.com. With that, today we're pleased to be joined by Denitra Hampton, a Navy veteran nurse leader, world traveler, and entrepreneur who has channeled a passion for storytelling and diversity into the production of a short documentary about a courageous group of African American nurses from the 1920s who treated tuberculosis patients in a New York hospital when others refused to do so. We'll get into that in just a moment, but first, welcome to the program, Denitra.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So let's start with the story of what inspired you to become a first-time film producer. For the benefit of our listeners, Denitra, your documentary, The Black Angels, A Nurses Story, chronicles this chapter in history of this group of black nurses who were recruited to treat TB patients in a Staten Island hospital when other nurses reportedly quit in protest of working conditions. And so with that bit of background, I'd like to know how you came upon this story And how did you transition from being intrigued by this overlooked chapter of history to becoming the producer of a documentary chronicling this fascinating medical tale?
1: So I was inspired because this story just crossed my path because I saw um, an event that took place in Staten Island, New York, which is the home place of this story. So when I um, saw the event taking place in Staten Island, New York, I traveled down that rabbit hole, you know, just to make a long story short, and ventured out to who was telling this story at this museum. And that led to a phone call. And that phone call ended up with me flying out to Staten Island, New York, talking to this person who was doing the lecture at this museum, who introduced me to the Black Angel, Marjorie Tucker Reed, who is the black angel in my documentary. So that's how I found out about the story.
0: The origin story is that 300 black nurses who played this critical role in treating patients afflicted with tuberculosis, which at the time was fatal for many people who contracted it until an effective antibiotic treatment was discovered in the 40s. And they did this all while breaking some racial segregation barriers in healthcare treatment. Uh, Can you talk about the nuts and bolts of working on this documentary? I want to know about What your discovery process has been like, and how long it took you to sort of go from the inspiration, the idea that you discussed hearing about this program in Staten Island, to actually a finished product?
1: You know, um, for me as a nurse, number one, I was inspired that we had these African American nurses who had taken on this courageous plight. They came from the South to take care of these patients when, you know, other nurses walked off of the job. And you have to remember we are in a time of segregation. So at that time, you know, just having a job and uh, living day-to-day operations was important for African-American nurses. And I think to be in the space of another nurse, and in regards that I'm speaking about Marjorie Tucker-Reed, who had that type of courage, was even more inspiring for me to tell this story. So today, even though we are coming on a a lot of uh, epidemics as we are now, tuberculosis was an epidemic back then, and even today it still is. But, you know, to know that we still are focusing in on things even now in 2020 that we did in the 1940s, it was important for me to have that conversation to allow people to understand that African-American nurses, not only did they contribute to nursing, But they contribute to nursing science, and they contribute to medicine and research.
0: And your film has been screened at Duke University and Ohio State University's College of Nursing and the Staten Island Museum and earlier this month at VCU Health to coincide with Black History Month. What other stops are scheduled on the promotional tour itinerary, and where can people view the documentary online or through a streaming service if it's available there?
1: Well, right now the documentary is still being personally screened through museums, libraries, and academic institutions. And so I kept it that way just simply because of the nature of this amazing story. We haven't actually gotten to a space of distributing it out worldwide, but it is just available to academic institutions, you know, hospitals, conferences, like I said, museums and libraries. So we have screened all over the country, though. And like you said, Duke, Penn State, you know, BCU, uh, top 10 nursing schools, and even beyond. So it definitely is getting a lot of traction.
0: Well, that's good to hear. As we mentioned, this story that you've chronicled in your documentary has been a largely overlooked chapter in history until you've given it some attention. As someone who has studied diversity and has worked to encourage a more diverse healthcare workforce through the Nursing Education and Study Center in Suffolk, what's been most personally gratifying to you about the completion of the film and the reaction to it?
1: You know, it's the continued conversation. I think when you see this documentary and you see the plight of these nurses, it's about that even with diversity and inclusion, we've come far, but we still have a long way to go. And that conversation is important, even in 2020, uh, no matter what level we're on. And I think when we can have that conversation, but see it in a humanistic standpoint from a story, It opens up better dialogue. And so I'm hoping that this story is going to just allow us to not only continue the conversation, but also open it up to um, an even broader perspective.
0: You mentioned that right now you're screening this at academic institutions, nursing schools, uh, libraries, other venues like that. If someone wanted to reach out to you to discuss uh, setting up a screening, is there a website or an email address or something else you'd like to share with someone who might hear this and be interested in trying to contact you for a screening?
1: Oh, absolutely. It is fornursesbynurses.org, F-O-R, nursesbynurses.org.
0: And then before we let you go, I'd like to ask you two questions to give people a little bit of a sense about who you are beyond the work that you do. Denetra, the first question is this, what is the best piece of advice you've been given and why is it important to you in your life?
1: I think that the best piece of advice that I've gotten just, you know, I did 22 years in the United States Navy and, you know, I remember a mentor of mine saying to me that it's one thing to have talent, but it's another thing to make impact. So I've always set out in my life to make impact in another person's life because we know it's like, you know, Henrietta Lacks, she had these healer cells and, you know, you live forever when you can insert yourself into another person. And so I've always tried to be like DNA, which is like, you know, just impacting another person's life. And so even when you leave, you're always there.
0: Creating a lasting legacy. That is a good bit of advice. And then the final question to close this program is one that we ask all of our guests on VHHA's Patients Come First podcast. It's one that's inspired by a popular BBC program. And the question, Nitra is this. If you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you like to take with you to keep yourself occupied? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what one book, one album, and one movie would be in your personal survival kit?
1: Um, you know, I think the one book would be the other Einstein and uh, the one album uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire.
0: Any particular EWF album?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is your favorite EWF song?
1: Um, uh, September.
0: Okay, it is a great song. I was married in September, and we played that at our wedding. So it is so a great was song. I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then movie.
1: Right now. Um it would have yeah. to be green. cold over here. A doctor He's looking for a driver. You interested? I am not a medical doctor. I'm a musician. I'm about to embark on
0: a concert tour in the deep south. What other experience do you have? I've have only seen bits and pieces of that on cable. I have not seen it all the way through yet. With that, I want to thank our guest Denitra Hampton for being with us today on this episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. She has shared the address where you can reach out to her if you would like to try to set up a screening of her film, Black Angels: A Nurse's Story, and Denitra, give us that address one more time, please.
1: The website is www.4nursesbynurses.org.
0: Okay. And again, with that, we'd like to thank you for being a guest on the program today.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me.